Hi folks, this is your host Sahaj Preet and welcome to my podcast where I will discuss about various leadership practices in early childhood setting with the zest of advocacy and activism framework. But first, I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land where we live and work. I would like to extend my respect to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and their ongoing culture and connections to the lands and water of Victoria. So let's begin with our topic, which is leadership practices in an early childhood setting, advocacy and activism. As Doyle mentioned, there are seven types of leadership styles, autocratic leadership, base setting leadership, transformational leadership, coaching leadership, democratic leadership, affiliative leadership, and last, delegative leadership. While one is based on authority, the other is based on forming and nurturing relationships. And all leadership styles have their own pros and cons. I believe democratic leadership is the most effective and powerful practice where a leader takes suggestions from the team members in formulating the decision-making process. The benefit of democratic leadership is employees feel seen and their creativity and excellence in work enhances. The leader is also benefited by gaining employees' trust and confidence by following this style of leadership. An effective leadership style in an early childhood setting will include proper support and inclusive practice, which means it needs to include students, parents, educational leaders and children with special needs. Their suggestions should be taken into consideration and acted upon. For instance, the formation of a curriculum that assists and provides teachers with training and where the needs of students and parents are accommodated to encourage them to develop, learn and grow. However, a leader might have to make some compromises when following an inclusive practice. When we mention leadership in early childhood settings, we also must take advocacy and activism into account. Advocates are within the political system and activists are outside the political system. And for activists to work, they have to enter the system. However, both activists and advocates are intermingled as they both perform actions that influence the outcomes that are in best interest of children and families and educators. Every educator is an advocate for children, working towards creating a positive and nurturing environment for them. An educator can also become an advocate by gaining knowledge and communicating with families about their concerns. Including administration, in our leadership responsibilities is necessary. Quality Area 7 has a direct impact on other quality areas of NQS, the National Quality Standard 2017. Now, the National Quality Framework encourages effective leadership in early childhood settings, which means the records, policies and procedures should be documented properly, along with incident reports. The purpose, vision and philosophies of the leader and the organization should be clear and precise and they should be shared and well communicated with educators and families. 
A constant planning process should be in place, which focuses on the development and learning process for children and as well as for educators. And it must be communicated with families also. In a nutshell, I believe leadership is an acquired skill and it does not come with power or with authority. Therefore, to me, leadership can be symbolized as a car. A car that runs on fuel and takes passengers from A to B. In the early childhood setting, this car is a leader, knowledge is the fuel that a leader possesses, and passengers are children, educators, and families. Therefore, a leader with his knowledge and a clear vision will be able to achieve the outcome best suited for children, families, and for educators. Well, that's me. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for your time today.